0: God, that doesn't taste as good once after you've brushed your
1: teeth. Oh, hell no. it's disgusting.
0: That's... Oh, that's what I'm I meant to do. here. Like, yeah, brush my teeth. Okay, before we quickly go into it, uh, I was still listening to podcast as well, though, all work, no play, which is Sam Reganley and Liam O'Brien, They drink alcohol while recording their podcast and you don't hear any guests complain about their being rude. So, you know what? <laughs> you know what, Tim? Fuck you. <laughs> it's a bit different. Yeah, they're fucking... M- fucking millionaires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And singing jacuzzis recording goddamn podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it jacuzzi were pretty cool. Pretty cool and disgusting at the same time. They'd, all right. They do with Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, so it was <laughs> pretty weird. But they're all married, so, it's, so I guess it's not that weird. I don't know. Just made an interesting environment yeah. for the podcasters.
1: It is weird, because, I mean, we have sex with all of our female guests.
0: That's why we don't have any, any as many anymore. Wait, you had both Matt and Crystal last time. What the hell? hell? He's saying that's a girl. <laughs> Start the podcast. <laughs> like awesome
1: hey guys, Victory Fist here, and uh, welcome to the earliest edition of Hey Sir we've ever done. What's the time? It's 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 eight forty two.
0: Eight forty two a.m. You woke me up on my day off, where I usually sleep in to record a podcast, but we have a good guest. An amazing guess. and i don't know if i could do the intro that well this early in the morning when i can't do it good during the day either just do it. you've heard of the big bopper you've heard of slim shady we have sly will e. <laughs> yeah
2: what's up i'm a fan <laughs>
0: now, i realize it doesn't really work because it would have to be sly willy and his name on socials isn't sly willy although that could be your bolt
1: now, now is it sly yeah. will or is it sli will so we've got two wills in sli like like a geforce card or is it Slee
2: will i like fading people's names up technically it's sly will but hey. i've heard everything hey. you just yeah said. it's the sort of name that that yeah. people can fuck out right yeah. Well so, I
0: didn't I got it
1: right You didn't yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah So what it is Is just My last name It's the first three letters Yeah With my yeah. nickname Will Sly Will I like it I. Oh, it's not that you say my Because my last name's Slingsby it's not, Yeah It's not like you say Sly Yeah I'm not even <laughs> gonna, I'm not even going I'm it. But <laughs> Like Slife. it looked like you know, yeah, it's cool hell, sounds hell like hell got one. hit by yeah. a horse
0: tranquilizer
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> hit with one or you know de- <laughs> um, i not judging
0: your lifestyle same
1: <laughs> drug humour yay um, uh, so, so, so people that don't know Will Will's a uh, videographer and editor and, and cinematographer for like esports stuff and I use the word cinematographer because your stuff looks really slick a lot of the time like when you've got the time to do shit it looks like maybe that should
0: be your name slick Will
2: I'll take anything I mean I've been called I mean on the nickname thing I've been called Silly Willy from Blurry Pops so I was just like yeah, I'll take it um yeah that's what I do I do content under two Australian esports brands um I work for TVNZ doing general gaming slash esports which is actually I started this week so I've only been there for a week so that's kind of right. starting up um yeah i i personally don't use cinematographer just because awesome. like like i'm a fan of film yeah and like and like just it's, comparing it's it's probably like any creatives problem right like yeah, you know, yeah, your yeah work you to what you yeah, love right yeah. and i feel like if i put any of my stuff side by side it's not you know like yeah, it, it might theorize. look good but yeah like i feel like I'm, I'm in my head right i'm putting it next to you know it's, as stupid as it is like the revenant Cause yeah, that's like, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. what I look up to yeah. cinematographer wise. Yeah. I don't know. Esports content is like, so it's so freestyle, like, yeah, there is planning, but the brands you're working with are kind of just like, yep, yeah, we kind of want this, but you know, you we know you minor. do it good. Yeah, yeah. Just give it to us. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, an indie filmmaking approach to the whole, yeah. to the whole thing. Cause it's so young as well.
1: Oh, so young. There's like, it's, there's a bunch of, like the rules haven't been written yet. Yeah. So, which is great. It's, um, I was saying on the last podcast, which has not released yet, that there's still jobs around esports that we probably haven't even discovered yet. And, um, and your sort of avenue of it is, as a well-trodden part of the esports industry. I think pretty much any serious team has a in-house, um, content creator, uh but that's a job that people wouldn't have known of 15 years ago yeah well i mean yeah technically not that five years ago like five i, years,
2: I, I yeah. was myself like i'm deeply rooted in it like interested in all that type of stuff esports i was like nah it can't be a thing and then it yeah i kind of just fell into it
0: well so yeah it pretty, i mean right. I do things... find that a bit interesting quickly because quite a lot of original clans like FaZe and Optic and I'm trying to think who the other big dog was started by producing videos on YouTube of like montages of 420 420, 360 no scopes. I don't know why 420 came to <laughs> yeah. online. 420 no-scopes. <laughs> Ooh. In high and high, high shots. Uh, so Although the brands weren't really, you know, focused on the inside, like uh, what the going on type cinematography that you get, now I've got that word in my head, <laughs> um, behind the scenes stuff that you get nowadays where you get to see the character, uh, the characters, the players' personalities and their daily struggles and their climbs and all that. Back then it was basically like all the top clans would just put out these montage videos but you never see the process of them making it, you never see them live streaming it. Mm-hmm. So there, there, there was content creators because that's all there was for YouTubing plans back in the day. But the way that it's gone from there to what it is now is just massive leap in such a small amount of time.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, we haven't asked the, the 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 actual question here. How are we doing it this week? Oh, uh, you can do it. Wait, let me see. <laughs> awesome. You so ah uh, how.
1: He's, he's, he's trying to be clever. How are you so awesome? So, (laughs) we'll try and get to the bottom of that through a series of other questions, I think. (laughs) Um, what got you started really in, um, not so much in esports, but just in, in video in general? Like, did you want to go and be a filmmaker
2: or did you want to? Um, yeah, so I guess like, it's, it's kind of like your generic like any filmmaker might tell you right like way back when i was shit like five six did i go back far enough this time ryan
0: i was i was (laughs) gonna say it's funny how you knew what was on my mind i was gonna say but i didn't want to interrupt was hey he's learning (laughs) because usually sam just goes so how'd you like if sam was old sam he would have gone so how'd you get the job at Sky <laughs> TV right. or something like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. rather yeah. than leading up to it? But yeah. It kept, so it you know. goes back ages. So. Yeah.
2: So pretty much when I well, when I was a little kid, um, my parents had a handy cam which was recording onto mini DV tubes, yeah. which I don't know if there's people actually listening that, listening that might be like, what the fuck that? I still is use that? mine every, every now and then. Yeah, which <laughs> I'm actually starting to use that exact camera again just because of the, like, the aesthetic. Yeah, like yeah yeah the aspect ratio like, the right? and then yeah. you know all that type of stuff um but that was just pretty much in my hand at that age and i was just playing around with it shooting just weird shit like out out the window for like 10 minutes yeah just zooming in and out it's i guess figuring out, out yeah like yeah. how to work it all um and then it kind of just snowballed right like found an interest in film um my, you could probably tell me this, like, I have a very weird interest in film, yeah. right? Because, like, I love going to the 24-hour movie marathon yep. it's at Hollywood every year. Um,
1: How many have you been to now?
2: Not in a row, but I've been to, I think, five?
1: Uh, I've done about seven or eight. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so it's, and then on top of that is horror. Like, that's how I got into film. Oh, so nice. So, my very first film I ever saw, I fucking, I remember this so vividly, we were actually moving house and I think my mum plonked me in front of the TV and it was Channel 2 on a Sunday night past, I can't even remember the slot time, but it was like, it must be like 11pm onwards they sh- yep. showed horror back movie. Yeah, back like 10, 10 30, yeah. 11, yeah. Um, and I, like, I like the film, a lot of people don't like it, but it was um, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Ah, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I remember so vividly seeing the scene where it's the recreation of the bedroom scene, but in the hospital. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously getting dragged right up the wall, torn apart, all that type of stuff. And it, oh, it fucking like scarred me, right? Yeah. Like, yeah I'm a yeah, little it stays kid in and it's a horror movie. Yeah. But, you know, like that played out. And then, I don't know, just I started to question like, how was it actually done? Yeah. And then. There's all that, and then you dive into like yep. any sort of special features that you can find back then on. I think it would have been DVD. I I, I am a VHS fan.
1: Yeah. Um. And then
2: <laughs> it just started, so I jump back watch the '84 original. I love all the sequels, maybe not two, but yeah, three, four, five, six. Um. And there's, then there's uh,
1: something about uh, Robert England's Freddy Krueger that's just so. Oh dude. Thanks.
2: Like it just was unreal. <laughs> like yeah. So from there, you know, Friday the thirteenth, um Rosemary's Baby Omen shining. Yeah. It just it just snowballs, right? Um and yeah, I guess kinda a of fast tracker Um that interest for film was there, I was watching throughout like my teenage years, um, early twenties. I don't want to say I lost interest completely but like I was, I was studying music all that other crap yeah where I was at the time and then went to uni and my degree isn't like film based or any of that stuff but it had a few papers wedged into the degree which obviously all my attention was to those papers yeah. and nothing else um, but yeah got through the degree and then freelanced for a few years and then kind of just yeah ended up at tvnz i also didn't mention that i've been a i was a halo player from 2004 to about 2013 and i dropped the controller for a camera at events that i then just went to to catch up with mates yeah recorded all the events um and then like i was like how do i get better you know how does lighting work and like These situations, and then, yeah, like I said, with film it snowballed, and yeah, that's where I am today. I think I covered that all right. What was
0: your degree that you actually studied?
2: Uh, it was a Bachelor of Creative Technologies at Uh, AUT, so it's it's complimenting when the degree is it's they are transparent in the sense it's so open, so like they just give you a studio space in the second year and tell you to go if you find interest in uh, Arduino electronic circuitry, go. Uh, if it's film, go. Um, yeah, there were people like, there, there was a guy that coded, I don't want to say AI, but it was like fucking close to it. But it was it, it, like, it wasn't like self-learning or anything, mm. but like you'd walk in these senses. It would react to the direction you're in, but then also, um, start to move its arms i guess it's just motion tracking actually it's not even really (laughs) i'm probably (laughs) thinking it's like some hardcore (laughs) shit right but it's probably just motion tracking now that that i think about it but yeah like he built a little like robot chest that was tracking you and all that type of stuff and this, yeah um that's my degree but um the cool thing now like i do want to catch up with my some of my lecturers from when i was studying because um, like alongside technology it advances so far. So the degree, That's they're telling me the changed. degree is going to advance mm. like alongside it, right? Which yeah. is cool as hell. So um, I kind of hope they've established something to do with film inside it more because I had to, yeah, I had to freestyle mine. Like I had to bend the brief to fit me doing a short film. Yeah. Like you couldn't just say next 10 weeks I'm doing a short film. It had to be, like, you know, like, artsy, like, Wangstein Yeah, absolutely. You, you like, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know so, exactly what
1: you mean. You, you're, you're making yeah. the film to produce some form of weird art, so you, yeah. the film doesn't even necessarily yeah, make sense, yeah. but it's cool. Yeah.
2: Which, like, all that stuff back then, I think what I actually did was, since, not, since I'm not coming out of it, like, majoring in, I don't know, editing or, DP or Doing any of that of stuff, like, I was able to just say, okay, this piece at the end of it will teach me, Pfft, fuck, it was like a, my own film school type of thing. Yeah. You know how you hear it from like, uh, you know, Tarantino and all that stuff, they're just like, just go. I'm trying to think, Omar uh, Riachi. Yeah. Who's the director?
1: Uh, Robert yes yeah. um,
2: yeah. Similar sort of thing, he's just like, I did that film for, what, seven grand.
1: It was yeah. my own
2: film school. Yeah. donated blood or whatever the shit he did yeah, three months and then fucking rolled with it so it's a similar sort of vein right Um but yeah that's pretty much me I always when I I've only ever kind of explained that two or three times but I always forget the film part which yeah. is very vital
1: it is it is you've always got to have that nugget of inspiration at the start Um, for me like, it was pretty similar I'm just seeing and horror was a big thing as well. Just seeing films that made me go, whoa, how do they do that?" Yeah. And then so it was. There was always horror and sci-fi for me. And then, um, and then the thing that really kicked it off for me was seeing uh, Peter Jackson's Bad Taste. Just knowing that. So similar to Al Mariachi, you know, yeah. it's just someone doing this film for the off their own, off their own money, um, working really hard on weekends or whatever it is to get it done. Yeah. Um, it's... that that made me go, "Oh, I can actually do this," you know. Yeah, which so, is like.
2: I feel as, like, any filmmaker, if you can get someone that wants to come up and do the craft, right, to pretty much ask that, Mm. or, like, realise that, right, you have kind of, like, see them on the track, because... Nothing's impossible. Yeah, yeah. It's real weird, like, because... Like, I hate study. I I, I fucking (laughs) hate it. Like, I, I don't ever want to go back to study. So those three years to do that degree... The thing that was actually just getting me through, right, was, like, whether it's, like, articles or just even still pictures, whatever the shit, I'd put it up on the wall. Like, uh, I think I had, um, it's, like, a black-and-white photo of Tarantino. I think he's actually directing on set. I think it is Pulp Fiction. But he's, like, you know, doing his Tarantino pose. Yeah. Tarantino. (laughs) All that type of stuff. But, like, that alone, like, just glancing up at a board, right? It's kind of like a, a mood board in a sense. Yeah. Then you, yeah, you're like, okay, fuck there's really no difference between me and him like at the start right yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> you, you're just or not as system. into feet
0: yeah 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 <sighs> fucking love Tarantino Ryan's squinting Tarantino's no, 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 really I mean, into feet oh, you guys yeah. probably know I don't even probably have to ask you <laughs> what came first Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction Reservoir, like, no, Dogs. Reservoir Dogs yeah. was a similar thing was he had like the low budget yeah tried yeah. his luck with a few names to see if they would help him and then they shoot, shot it all in like the bloody yeah. warehouse Pulp Fiction was done off the back of that being successful okay good yeah. I was just making sure but I was gonna I was like interge- gonna interject going oh Reservoir Dogs is my version of that and then I'm like wait was that actually the <laughs> one I'm thinking that's a oh. little bit
1: a little bit less because he got money from Miramax to get that done yeah yeah
0: yeah but right. I'm saying I'm
1: saying like the, the low their start
0: yeah and yeah, then I yeah, saw yeah. that
1: and I was like it's so basic but yeah, it's seeing, such a perfect film seeing great filmmakers uh, first film is always kind of inspiring because you can tell that even without you know the big budgets they like, can still do a good job i
0: wonder if a yeah. lot of um filmmakers get inspired by horror because this is going to be out of left field james rolf the angry video game nerd his whole thing was he was obsessed with horror movies and started doing the whole recording his own movies mm. making shitty like and i mean shitty isn't not bad bad movies but bad you know like the bad quality over the top yeah. stuff and then he's used that knowledge to become a video game reviewer, which was pretty fresh at the time, and now, well, he's not as popular as he was, because people move on and grow older, but I just found it funny how, when Will was talking about it, I'm like, sounds like James Rolfe's bloody doco as well. I think a lot of people
1: do get into it through horror, just because there's some sort of catharsis from seeing bodies being ripped apart on screen. I
0: can't can't remember what got me into it, because... Unlike you guys, I do not stick through screen media. Like I did it for like a year and a half, and then I dropped out of uni because I got an Xbox and I was playing Halo three online all the time. <laughs> I got a full time, jo- uh, part time job, so I was like, "Well, I've got money." And I was one of those guys that was just—I <laughs> didn't cancel my student allowance while at uni. Oh, so I was yeah. getting paid to pretty much play Halo all they make you pay it back? <laughs> What? Do they make you pay it back? I mean, I'm still paying off my student allowance so. <laughs> It's probably almost paid off to be honest, because I've been working full time for the past yeah, like 10 yeah. something years. Yeah. Um. And I remember I was doing screen media and out of my eight papers, I only passed, all the all of them had NA, like not applicable because I didn't go to the, any of the classes by the end of the year, all the exams. And then screen and media was like A. Yeah. And I was just like, cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only one I wanted because it was split like each semester. There was a different thing. Like there was sound editing, there was editing, there was filming and then there was lighting and everything. So each semester you learned something different. So I actually was like, Oh, this is kind of cool but in terms of horrors back in the day i it's funny you were mentioning Freddy because the one I remember is I think it's three and he get like gets the person's yeah. like fucking veins and like walks yeah. them up to the top of the clock tower and like throws them off and as a kid I was like fucking traumatized by that I was yeah. like what the fuck is this <laughs> and I remember seeing The Exorcist for the first time and being freaked Ooh. the hell out by that because my older cousin uh, Michael, was watching it on Sky and like my my dad and my stepmom because I was staying at dad's during the holidays they're like whatever you do don't watch this around the kids naturally we all watch oh like, yeah mm. within like five minutes and all these friggin demonic symbols coming up I'm like yeah I'm going to be. I just yeah. ran off that's the
1: thing the first, the first 20 minutes of that film was way scarier than the rest of it so I all bought, the build up it was so much better yeah
0: then like 10 years later I bought like the blu-ray or DVD because I was like oh I remember this is great let's see if I can actually get through it and I was watching it going this is fucking like what why was I scared of this this like yeah. it's great for it it's time but like if you watch it now it's it's not a really it's not scary, scary it's film horror's
1: advanced in a totally different way like so I saw yeah. when they re-released that film in the cinemas I must have been 18 or nine 18 oh, ish 17 or 18 and um obviously there's a lot of horror films at the cinema at that time yeah um, all the scream sequels and all that sort of shit
0: I wouldn't really call that hot no. <laughs> anyway
1: those films are like what all the young people were expecting yeah. and so I went to that met um, a friend went with a couple of girls and um, there's one scene where a phone rings everyone in the cinema fucking screamed because it came out of nowhere when the phone rang that was it Um, everyone was bored the rest of the time
0: the the thing I have in common uh, similar to that is we went and saw When A Stranger Calls like the remake of it and I god that was a horrible film just all around like even like the editing and stuff oh my god I can't the the original is so much better so anyway there's the whole like scene where you see like, like it's like Building up the tension about the person being in the house, spoiler alert. And like, um, so it shows the scene and it's building up the suspense, and then a cat goes down the stairs and everyone's like, ah, ha, ha, ah and then some ha, ha, and literally the entire cinema went from ah, ha,
2: ah,
0: like just this audible ha, 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 and scenario. that's what horror's good for. That's what we need. Yep. New. In terms of the movie that got me into screaming, I wouldn't even know, to be honest. I was a huge fan of animated films when I was a kid. And then with my love of wrestling, it was like, I need to learn how stuff like this is made. And then that's kind of what sparked my interest. Plus, I was a drama kid, so I figured mm. by doing drama, I could get into screen and media as well. Mm. But then it turned me into a cynical asshole. Now I anal- overanalyze like, every <laughs> fucking movie I watch. The,
1: this industry can get you pretty jaded um that was kind of a running theme throughout film school for me but um <laughs> but when you can when you do find your niche and it does start working like i've been editing at sky tv for six or seven years now um it's then it starts working and it, i feel like mm-hmm. you've found your niche well like yeah so um top Tech content <laughs> well um how was how
2: did you first get involved with actual esports orgs?
0: Oh, this is what I want to know because I'm an esports fanatic.
2: Um, so I guess if I had to put a year on it, I. Okay, so jumping back, I yeah, like I said, I was a player, a Halo player Halo. from yeah, to, for like a decade roughly. Jumping out of that, those events I was filming at, that all my mates were still attending in a team or as a solo player or whatever the shit right uh with a adversity gaming events. so i was trucking along there yeah obviously learning like camera like how to do all that type of stuff and then the natural progression was like with esports itself right so i think halo what was it five halo 5 guardians uh released in 20 into 2015 um and you probably know the guy I'm about to talk about, Bald, Bald Unit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Halo player, yep. which represented New Zealand. Um he yeah, his team, xl Five,
0: oh, that's won
2: cool. a spot an ANZ spot. Two two ANZ teams represented the region in twenty sixteen Halo World Championships. So I pretty, I think I yeah, just out of the blue hit up XL five and was like um, I'm going to LA, do you want me to do any sort of content? And they're like, of course, because it's yeah. free content, right? You'd be dumb to say no. So I, yeah, paid my own way to LA with these guys. Um, pretty much was treated like a player as well, which is like awesome of the staff to yeah like be like, okay, you're the content guy, all that type of stuff. So we actually went over to LA a week before the event, or oh, two weeks before the event. They boot camped. I recorded the whole process. I recorded them at the event and then chucked that into kind of, I think it's like a 27-minute piece, but it's like very, at the end of it, the actual competition is very highlights heavy. Mm. But the first like seven minutes of it is actually like, I still find somehow some of my better work <laughs> when it was totally unplanned. Yeah. I just shot shit for the fun of it. I think it's probably because like, LA's the backdrop as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're in a nice we're in like Santa Fe Springs it was nice out there and yeah I could play around with like camera movement a lot more and all that stuff so I think that's kind of how I got into it um, and then from there like I mentioned with the ABT events it's just me wanting to get better at the craft right so having a good think about how is the shop you know affected by whatever lighting uh why are you shooting this like this are you putting it next to this shot w- like while you're shooting right yeah um it's not like
1: when you're doing just the whole go shoot and yourself, then you've got yeah. that you've got that bonus yeah. Right?
2: yeah so you have yeah from the start right yeah. so you know how it's going to be pieced together and when it hits the timeline it's just like bang 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 um and then yeah like getting a hold of gimbals just just making it as Good as one person can, because like I feel, I, I don't want to say there's like a peak, because like I don't feel like you ever reach a peak, because filmmaking you're constantly learning like, oh, something yeah. new, right? Whether it's like tech the tech advancements um, yeah. or like, I, 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 they say what is it like ten thousand hours and you're a master? I throw that right out the fucking window, man. Yeah. Like if you master just,
1: anything in filmmaking right now. Five years away it'll be useless <laughs> well, yeah not useless, like, but you know it, not as useful as it was
2: when you did it yeah um, i think i also read an article i think nolan he was just like i'm not a master of this so i'm like fuck if he's yeah and he's the guy putting imax cameras and fucking jet planes and yeah flying across oceans and all that type of shit so yeah um yeah and then i i think dark side had approached me i jumped on board with them. Yeah, yeah, so I've watched some of your content music. from them,
1: and it's, it's like I said, slick. It's it's really cool, and it actually it, it brought one thing to mind for me, which is um, uh, because it, it it impressed me in that it was the Waz piece. Oh yeah, and um, he's and so he, he's a good example of a kid who's probably not been on camera much in terms mm. of being himself on camera. Like he's played on camera quite a bit, um, on streams and stuff yeah but then you've got to interview these kids so that's part of, you're doing the interviewing as well right yeah yeah, yeah and that is another whole skill unto itself yeah. because yeah. um i don't want to throw any under the bus but i've I, I i work in a sports editing environment and i see um so i've i've seen esports full esports um productions uh during the ad breaks when they think the cameras aren't rolling when you know when the stuff isn't oh, going to right end. yeah so i'm seeing i'm seeing people who are interviewing uh people who've just won won tournaments and not preparing them at all for the interview so like you get these really awkward kids umming and ahhing and looking down at their shoes while they're being interviewed yeah. um you'll got when i see interviews that you've done none of that stuff's happening those those guys i think are talking to you like you're a mate like you're but in a professional
0: manner um have you interviewed someone after like big win or big loss, like at the venue, or are you more of a leading in and the aftermath type?
2: Um, Cause see
0: that um one that I watched, which was the one that had like tallywacker and uh swiffer, I want to think it
2: was yeah. Was so it's
0: all like leading up to the big game against the bombers. <coughs> do, you, do you do stuff like mid? Like? So
2: that piece you watched is obviously for order. So, like I mentioned at the start, I work for two Australian brands and it's Order and Darksided. So, Mm. yeah, Order have their OPL team, which I actually, I don't shoot that content.
0: Mm.
2: I only edit that together. Um, So I guess I kind of do that sort (laughs) of content. But to answer that question in full, um, for Darksided, there's there's two running series that are kind of like the pillars of content for Darksider right now and it's one's called The Shadows, which is kind of like it's I'm playing around with like what it should be, and I think it's at a point where it's like, you know, it should be under ten minutes, kinda hit this vibe, have you know, this type of lower thirds, graphics, credits, all that type of stuff. Um, that's actually me following X Player at whatever event. So the last one I shot was me filming their fortnight players at the australian open Fortnite event mm-hmm. so just in and amongst the crowd trying to get as much footage as like b-roll as possible um and then the interviews come from like it, you kind of play it how knowing how good they are in front of the camera and how like win or win or loss like, okay, you're always going to interview them when they win, right? Because they're, yeah, yeah. they're on cloud nine, right? they yeah. they just yeah, happy as hell. When they lose, you kind of just have to feel it out. So, like, if you know the person and you, it's just, like, knowing them well enough that you know they're not going to give you a good interview, so you don't do it, um, which would probably result in you then going back to the accommodation after dinner then doing the interview. Yeah. Um, some people... Don't mind, they're just like, yep, yeah, carked it. Have to get them next time.
0: Um, They've done that in the LCS a couple of times where it'll be a big match like TSM versus CLG and then they'll get the winner's side and the loser's side yeah. but they'll always grab probably the personality of the losing team, the one that yeah. the fans know more because not only are they more experienced but because they know that this person's been through the whole emotion yeah. so they yep. can get it. They won't grab one of the new players that are probably feeling oh shit this loss is on me like i don't know if i can answer these questions right now there's
2: also see the big difference between north american esports yeah i guess as a whole like any game any scene is that i don't want to say they're media trained but yeah they're doing it so often six six to eight months down the track they're essentially media trained in front of a camera here just players aren't even big personalities they're just not in front of this type of camera that often yeah so yeah like you mentioned there's the ums and ahs um all that type of stuff but i have learned with gamers jumping in front of the camera is it's probably best to not tell them to um and ah because then they're now thinking about the ums and ahs which creates a stumble yeah which is actually essentially fucking your whole shit up even more yeah so i mean it sucks when it hits the the fucking timeline when you're like scrubbing through it you have to like actually clip out the ums and ahs it, to a degree uh, yeah. and clean up the audio that way and then cover it with b-roll um but Waz, for example i'm kind of yeah no he's good in front of the camera
1: yeah he's was
2: pretty good
1: um, but He's still an awkward kid, you know. But he, but he's 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 good in front of the camera. Yeah. yeah.
2: Specifically that interview though, I did learn. Um, like I can't tell you like actually what answer it was, but there was an answer where he was stumbling, and then I, I I think I said like, oh, I just got to change a setting or whatever. I just left it rolling, and I asked the same question and you fucking answer the point because you're just talking right so I've learned
0: the old Jedi mind yeah (laughs) like I've learned like
2: a lot of that stuff working with Dark Sided because I mean yeah I guess I'm just doing it so much now Um, which is fucking cool like to see I don't know I'm just a freak for like like I get so fucking excited when I actually see that and like I experience it right because you can read so much about it but until you start like learning in the field and it applies to the mm-hmm. craft, which essentially makes you that much better. And storytelling comes a lot quicker, more natural. Um, I reckon it's pretty cool. I so, like, we're at
0: radio school, we had to learn how to be in front of a TV, even though you know, technically, radio people well, nowadays they do because they got those live cameras in, yeah. Like studios. Oh, yeah, true. But they got Paulus Romangian, I think his name is, and he every like week he'd take us through some different exercise and some people would excel at certain ones like mine was great when i could improvise because it's like well i'm not trying to remember a script while playing to the camera i can just say or act a certain way but then whenever it's like okay here's the script you have to memorize this you're not allowed to get a single word wrong and not look away and go and then it's just like oh shit (laughs) Uh, that word this word because like remembering a script isn't hard if you actually do it enough But when it's like once a week and you've got like five days to learn it and you're working as well, it's just like, oh, I don't know. Oh, shit. Okay, I'll try. And then you get one word wrong in the sentence and you start stumbling, which affects your um, movements on the camera, which is kind of like the omen stage at times where it's like, Oh shit, I shouldn't have said that. Oh crap, now I'm thinking about that. Oh shit, now I'm, <laughs> yeah. touching, now I'm touching my face a lot to try and distract myself. Oh this is
1: this is great. Do what I do and, and don't actually
0: shout out the competitor while on the I didn't do that. Yeah, no, that's what, you that's did. what I did. That's what you
1: did. Yeah, yeah. Just do what I do and, and don't care about any of that. Oh I did it I the don't second care time. About it. Yeah,
0: yeah. The second time I was just like, God Sam, shut up, let me talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. uh so I Eric, when was I going? I might actually do an interview. Ones. The interview skills, and yeah. So, well, um, people... so, yeah. I, I think one of the jobs that that w- is going to come up and be a bigger thing is media training for for teams because for esports to go ahead, it needs to be more mainstream, and the players themselves need to be more appealing yeah. to the general public mm-hmm. because uh, athletes, at least, have even if they're shit in front of a camera they're usually an impressive physical specimen which mm. you know people are like
0: Ooh. well they can be pretty like average and then have a friggin' amazing personality like the yeah. honey badger from yeah. australia for yeah, example right. yeah like yeah. nobody really cared about his sporting site well some would have yeah didn't. but then whenever he got on a mic everyone's yeah. like oh i yeah, need to watch it. His yeah. Yeah. and we, and we yeah. need yeah. more Interview.
1: esports stars like that i mean and, i think there are a few that are pretty good in front of the camera but mm in general there's way 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 more people that have no idea what yeah
0: doing. well not mm. to knock the new zealand scene because it's growing still compared to everywhere else that have had head starts but you know i watch as much esports as i can because it's just one of my passions um the the night and day comparisons between interviews and like you were saying america or europe compared to here it seems like there's obviously been training for the interviewees there are a few cases where the person asks a stupid question and like i was watching a montage on youtube once about sporting um interviewers asking stupid questions that can be answered like like obviously like, oh how do you feel about the loss well what's uh, he yeah, gonna yeah, say yeah, yeah, i'm yeah, yeah. happy that yeah, we yeah. lost like obviously <laughs> working in the
1: sports department of the Sky, like we see that question all the time it's
0: more, the questions you probably want to ask is like oh um unfortunately you guys weren't able to pull through today why do you think that is or something like that yeah like, you don't just straight up go oh why do you think you oh how do you feel about losing oh i feel great son well, thanks for asking Well, <laughs> like thanks karen and yeah. um from what i've seen from new zealanders there's some hosts that are c- clearly naturally charismatic so they give off the vibe and then the person gels with them, like Mm. they give off that rapport where they can like smoothly talk. Like it doesn't seem like a TV interview. So the interviewee bounces off them really well. And then there's other times where it's like, you can tell the interviewee is also a bit nervous. So it's coming across like really awkwardly. And then the other person's like, do I respond Mm. properly? Or is this person okay? And so like you were saying, it's definitely a growing thing. But maybe once... New Zealand gets a bit of grasp on it; they can start teaching. Well, I think until the money's
1: flowing in the right direction, we're not going to get.
0: Plus, to it's get a trend, to get it's, it's kind of a transferable skill. If you learn interviewing for say TV, you could take it into esports. You can take yeah, it into yeah. anything. It's, I know. One of those. Yeah, I mean, TV should be
1: sports. taking esports as seriously as they do rugby. Real, well, I mean, maybe not rugby at this point, just because rugby's got so much more money in it. But, um, but any of the other. Smaller sports, softball and all that, still gets you know a lot of mu- a fair amount of money thrown at it.
0: And like any sport, you're going to get the people that are against it going, "No, oh, this isn't a real sport. Mm. Or, this yeah. isn't a real form of entertainment." But as soon as you can get one of their attentions with an interview or a yeah. segment or a hype video, and then it's just like, okay, maybe we should give this a chance. Like, yeah. see what this is about. Like my dad, um, who's a big rugby guy, loves his rugby because he used to play it. Um, he saw the League of Legends that was broadcasted once on Sky and he was like, oh was that you shellcasting i'm like no no it wasn't me he's like oh i sounded exactly like you and you're into this stuff and he i was like oh did you watch the match he's like yeah i watched the whole thing i had no clue what was going on but i found it interesting and you guys had interviews with the players i was like it wasn't me but But see when a sporting guy like my dad can like just watch that for like what half an hour and and 20 minutes
1: tournaments were taken as seriously as a real sports tournament yeah a real sports tournament you know because it is a sports tournament um have have you found any hurdles thrown in your way because esports or the esport versus sport
0: debate etc.? true um where do you stand on that I
2: yeah I still stand okay yeah no my view on it right is that I feel esports is it's own thing and doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be in the Olympics it doesn't it i know like it's obvious why there's that association with traditional sports right because it's traditional traditional sports kind of like kicking open the door for esports to come in to, you know our parents all that type of stuff right Mm -hmm. but i feel like you it doesn't need to be yeah in the olympics or like kind of like this this formal former competition or right like uh, the international Like, that prize pool is just fucking ridiculous. And I think it should stay similar to, like, that kind of structure when it comes to, like, tournaments or, like, World Cups and that stuff because these players are literally the top 1% in the world. They should be playing. Yeah, Yeah, they should be playing for, like, 23 million, like, all that type of stuff. Because Mm -hmm. if you're at that stage as well, like, it's not... All those people are making a comfortable living they mm. get invited to the international because sponsored by a big team fuck uh, like on the side they probably stream if their stream is big they can potentially be like millions yep. or at least six figures well I know? mean so salary on top of that
1: yeah I mean with uh, the difference been, the biggest difference between esports and sports for me is um, you don't have a single company owning any particular sport so you can have multiple different kinds of motorsports, all using the same cars. But when it comes to League of Legends, it's owned by Riot. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so the money, oh, or, yeah. so the money is all like That's, when you're a, a top tier player, you are advertising that game. It's, it's more and than, one person is. Yeah, it's is more than definitely. just
0: Riot though. But then I can see what you mean. But then underneath that, you've got different sponsors that are sticking to certain teams, and then yeah. you've got the brands that supply the equipment yeah. for riot
1: which is the closer that's that's closer to to um to traditional schools but um what i'm saying is that when you do have these big uh players they are essentially advertising only one brand hmm. at the yep. end of the day
2: it's um it's kind of like uh what you're seeing in twitch now right It's like there's figureheads. There's probably a few of them, I think. It's probably be safe to say Ninja Shroud and, uh, I mean, I'll chuck the Doc, Dr. Disrespect in there, that they can... They can make or break a game. Yeah, like, they... So, well, Apex Legends is the thing right now. Like, yeah. that's taken so much away from Fortnite that Fortnite has... Like, yeah like, it dropped oh, shit. like okay.
0: eighth or something yeah Oof. we now have to start it's, it's, doing not something, there, right? it's not there at the moment but it dropped eighth yeah, when was, apex came out and someone was playing sea of thieves it just yeah. went
2: but i mean that's just like anything healthy yep. competition it's yep. just gonna give you a um, kick in the ass right but um yeah, yeah similar sort of thing with like esports titles like you associate x personality with that title yeah let's say if uh bjergsen from tsm mm-hmm. retires it's going to be fucking huge, man. Like, or to both TSM... From, yeah. From SKT. Like, if any of those guys retire, it's going to be, like, a hit to the game, the league they play in, and obviously the team. Yeah. If they like retired. but just like any,
0: any sport or say wrestling because some people do the whole and it's not a sport um there's always it's like a wheel that's constantly moving so when you lose Faker, the new person yeah. comes along yeah, yeah, yeah so then all the new fans or the older fans will be like ah, i missed the old days of faker but then the new fans are like well yeah. bloody jensen blah, blah 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 and then it like, yeah, rotates. like
1: the other problem is though and blizzard of are- shown us this recently is that the game
0: itself can stop being a thing oh you are you referring to heroes of the storm yeah, yeah. so i, I reckon they that they probably could have had so much potential but once the overwatch league came out that's clearly where blizzards yeah but they've even downscaled
1: be, their their yeah, investment. oh no no
0: yeah they they completely butchered heroes of the storm because i was a huge fan of that and they, uh, the heroes of the dorm was a really cool concept it was basically yeah, amazing sponsoring yeah, and paying the way for, uni students yeah. to like get into esports while still studying and i mean lol was doing that but it wasn't uh franchised at that point point. Yeah. and then heroes of the dawn came out I'm like oh my god this is this opens right. up a lot of potential and yeah. then yeah yeah but it shows that you know any of
1: these game companies can can shut down their or their their leagues or they can stop supporting a game entirely and then all those people that have built their careers on a game yeah can. don't give it to EA then don't they? that was yeah.
2: <laughs> that, that example specifically though like obviously Blizzard's just a fucking mammoth developer yeah. right fuck that was done so bad yeah. like overnight you're you're yeah. now it's not yeah the players it sucks for the players don't get me wrong but now it's like production staff it's this, like yeah, everyone right. alongside that like yeah. I follow a guy he was an HCS shoutcaster and yeah like it popped up on his Twitter feed it's like yeah i'm i'm i don't have a job a lot of them found out through
0: (laughs) like the news article yeah and and i actually get told ahead of time that this was happening yeah
2: um but i do think those because it's not just cutting heroes i think they actually did stuff across the board right like to do with
1: yeah well, well that's recently they had the yeah, they did that yeah 795 layoffs or something like yeah so
0: after saying that they had yeah. a successful year yeah. and made yeah. a humongous CEOs revenue do that
1: though <laughs> ceos spin things even if they've lost money on a year they'll be like because we invested in this thing yeah I try learned and sugarcoat I learned everything it in
0: radio whenever they advertise something they'll always focus on something that they didn't win or that they did win rather than what they didn't win like yeah. it'll be like uh my wins top radio station for 18 to t- 21 year olds so rather than saying <laughs> my one best radio station of the year they'll just say best station of the year for 18 and 40 year olds like they'll just be like hey we don't want best of the year but we're, we're <laughs> going. Right, yeah let's go yeah
1: ceos are paid to sugarcoat shit to make it look like it's worth investing in the company and that's that's the
0: bottom line but like just thinking about that quickly touching on that imagine if like like we were saying the big names like faker and that imagine like there's names in like hearthstone community like we i'm trying i don't really know many pro players anymore because the hearthstone ones rotate faster than anything like you'd have the Kriparians and the bloody um frodan as a commentator and stuff like that imagine all of a sudden you heard frodan was out the job for literally doing nothing like he literally just got let go you'd be like what the hell why would you get rid of your one of your top commentators or like why would you butcher like your half your play esports scene of this particular game, which clearly has interest, or else it wouldn't be topping Twitch's charts? Yeah. Or we just want to save money where we can. What the fuck? Yeah. I, just, I mean, when I I'm not a behind the scenes guy, I'm more of an an an, an analyst guy. Like I would like to watch things and see how they progress or deep like go down, and I like to see the rotating of like How they approach things like the amount of dramas riot have had over the years and Mm. and then when they were announcing they were getting franchising in and all the drama around that and how they basically banned an entire team from something that wasn't even the owner's fault while letting another team just get a hundred thousand dollar fine for something worse and then there's oce dramas in the esports scene it's just like oh these companies like to do like the whole like five steps forward and then one step back Which, again, I guess is just showing you that esports is still under a lot of construction. Well, again, I mean, we've been talking about
1: technology advancing. As that happens, esports have to change because... People will be playing
0: different games, and the issue is sometimes that people that are in charge of certain parts of esports don't have a gaming background. They're Mm. doing it from a simple marketing or a well, no.
1: But sometimes those are the people you want. And well, no, no. I'm saying those people are needed. I'm saying don't put
0: all the decisions on these people because they'll think okay. The viewers clearly want this, but then it's yeah. like, well no, the viewers grew up with this <laughs> But you can't
1: put all the decisions on on um you need it. on someone that it does have a gaming background either. Oh, no, as we've just then, seen yeah. with Breakaway Esports
2: with their huge with their huge, oh. with their huge uh, Overwatch kick out. Can can, <laughs> can talk about that? <laughs> a real Now that I'm thinking about it not talking about breakaway (laughs) (laughs) no a good example of like what you're saying is like who's in charge of what and that type of stuff is like I yeah people like that that are like number driven they do need to exist obviously it's a business fucking it's one of the I don't even know the figures anymore it's just so fucking it's bigger than film entertainment all that type of stuff right so they do need to exist in like what pockets they exist in but the thing, yeah, what I am trying to say is, and I think I said it to Dave because I caught up with him yesterday, off Standing fears, is yeah. that...
0: Shout um, to Dave, by the way. Yeah, hard shout out. It's great. Is <laughs> the
2: fact the FGC globally, uh, they just call bullshit when they see it. Yeah. Straight yeah. and flush it out. And just, it's like, they're, they're getting up in, in, in people's faces essentially and telling them, if you're here for the right reasons, we'll accept you, but if not, just get the fuck out of our faces, right? But also the scene in on itself, I feel, is not so driven by numbers to a degree and like influenced by whatever marketing strategy or whatever brands wanna come into the space mm-hmm. because they know themselves, like like at the core of it, it's just them playing the game, we wanna play the game.
0: Yep.
2: I mean, it's cool if you wanna chuck in five grand, we're still fucking going to do it this way. If you don't Mm -hmm. like it, then just fuck off with it, right? And yeah, I said to Dave, like every other scene, because I've covered like Counter-Strike, League, Overwatch, like a whole bunch of shit. It's the opposite. Yeah,
1: sponsors control.
2: Yeah, whereas like, if all that's flushed out of Overwatch locally, Overwatch won't exist. If that's all, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, flushed out of Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike won't exist. It's just very bizarre. And that's why I love... the fgc as a whole uh on like a global scale but more importantly the nz fgc yeah and yeah i said to him like that's why i'm here right like i'm going to offer what i can to support you guys because it's genuine
0: yeah um and that goes back from like yeah. the days of just you go to the arcade and you just put in a coin and yeah. you play for bragging rights you don't play yeah. for like money because you're literally wasting your money to stay on basically yeah or do the rotations on the arcades mm. Like I remember just going to the video store just to play Battle Arena to Shinden or something and like would do my best just to stay on the arcade so I don't have to waste another dollar on it. And then, you know, someone would beat you, you'd just be like, oh good game and then you'd go your mm-hmm. merry way. And I feel like that's where the fighting game community still has their roots tapped and like prize money is good if they're going out of their way to travel to this big event, but yeah. at the end of the day, they just want to play with their mates or play with their well, rivals and see who's improved. The and... fighting game community is also older. Yeah. in terms of its yeah. um, it's yeah, it's been a while. it's
1: it's been around a lot longer. People probably are still since, playing Street Fighter Two, you know, probably so. since the eighties. I'd say. Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah, whereas,
0: modern esports probably came out when the PCs were, because yeah. uh, of when, Quake. When,
1: when people could start stuff. playing online, that's when that's when that stuff started. Oh, I don't know if with
0: were esports from the NES and all that there was. there was it was so like the blockbuster. It yeah, it was like, it was like, a, yeah, it was like the high score, yeah. send sending your tape or a Kodak photo of your high school. Can you
2: argue that the Nintendo? World Championships as Z-Sports.
0: Yeah. Well, you could, you yeah. It's a pretty you fucking it, cool can.
2: concept which I... I oh, They actually did bring it back.
0: Yeah, they brought it back two years ago. Yeah. And I then the, the final was like a speedrunner versus someone else and then they're like, oh, we're going to play this game but I think they put Mario Maker on last or something. It was like I Johnny Fingers it. versus Cosmo right or something. Something along Cosmo. those lines and then Cosmo just got completely demolished. Yeah. Because... He's used to speedrunning games yeah. in which takes like yeah. multiple resets and stuff, and this guy's more of a gamer, so he just went. Yeah.
2: Now that we're talking about that. I'm trying to remember. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure you guys will know about it. The sword quest.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
2: kinda of, I don't I don't want to say eSports.
0: I watch a lot of but I like to no. little video game nerds. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah,
2: that, that is a video game. You had to from, get like um, three,
0: There were meant to be four is it the one where there was meant to be four, but yeah. only brought out three. And you had to beat these three games. Man, it gave you a code or something and then the first something or other people that sent in this code would go into this oh, big...
2: Yeah, that's what it was. So the game came with a comic. Yeah. And then I think the code you get in the game corresponded to the panel oh yep. the page and panel. Yeah. And then it's in it. the panel you'd find a letter and then you'd what? write down the letter, and then it'd be Man. a jumbled code that you have to then and, figure uh, out. And it was crazy shit. Like the price so like for... Ready player one shit. Like, well the price for each game, I think it was like Fireworld. World, whatever I yeah i can't yeah, even remember the titles, but um, it was like
0: there was like a crown yeah like a, a, uh, a
2: crown that was like encrusted in rubies like crazy i think the value back then was like 50k so it like, was okay. like a
0: little uh like egg boxing yeah and then there was meant to be a fourth and so once the four winners of each one like got you know their prize, those four would go on, yeah. To which like was a sword, sword final,
2: yeah, yeah. And the cool thing, you should probably just watch the video, right? Because it's a <laughs> fucking good video. But then they, yeah, those four winners were gonna come together, play for the sword. But then the video game crash of like so, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever the fourth yeah, game, yeah, yeah, never got made. Um, the fourth game never got made. And then there's a cool thing like, uh, where where, where did the sword go because it wasn't played for, and the fourth because they must have it, right? Yeah, yeah and I mean, there's Pictures of players that were at those tournaments because they were on display at those tournaments, all that type of stuff. Not, no one knows. Apparently, it might, I think in the creator of, Atari I think they had found um, something.
0: There were like they found a boot, like the bootleg version, like the one that they sent to the factories to get put out. Like there were a few copies of that, and that's how right. uh, the angry video game nerd reviewed the fourth one. And then oh yeah yeah, and he does yeah. this whole like thing like yeah, look at all the yeah. prices so far. But yeah. then it doesn't exist, and then it's like it was like another episode like that where you had to do certain things, and then he got all happy, but he finally did it, and then it like looked down, and it's like, uh, day, like January two thousand and like uh, no January like nineteen ninety six or something. It's like no, it's okay, like why so, didn't I know about it back then?
2: Like <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. You can maybe make an argument that that's esports, but
1: that sounds yeah yeah, yeah no. I mean, it's
2: like, putting like it's comes, competition right yeah yeah in a, in a video game form yeah so I, I yeah, it's guess kind it of interesting really comes down about.
0: to what do you deem as an esport do you, do you yeah. deem it as well, just a community do you deem it as a game where you make money off of do you deem it as a franchise i'm or i'm or actually is?
2: gonna say fuck it there is esports because recently they announced a farming simulator esports yeah League. Yep. and i think twitch rivals is doing a stardew valley Yep. Yeah, competitive. So, yeah. I, I think you can I, make yeah, those pretty much any out. video game a competitive endeavor. Yeah, it's just kind of like if you put two people together and they're kind of like, it's peak competition.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. just throwing it out there. World Championships, Nintendo World Championships 2015 was two finalists John Numbers and Speedrunner, Narcissa Wright, then known as Cosmo Wright. Look at my memory. It actually works in the morning. <laughs> but apparently there's been two since then. Oh, no, 2017 uh, had one as well. Not going to lie, I
2: probably didn't take notice of that because of necessity. right?
0: Yeah.
2: Not really. If, like, you've probably... I can't even remember the video. I think it was... Just so, essentially, It she could have done... She could have continued what she had, but then it just became... A clusterfuck of complaining. Yes, yeah, so and it just wasn't speed anything. Basically,
0: it, right? to sum it up, because I'm Sam's looking at, it and I was like, Who oh the hell? There was a <laughs> mention I of, like speedrunning. You're <laughs> going to <way>. be shocked <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. There was basically the biggest, because you know how every like game has their big name. Like uh, Overwatch would have like nowadays, XQC would be the name that most people, you know, sure streamers. <laughs> Or then you'd have the actual Overwatch League players, and I can't think of any right now. Maybe Profit or something. And then in uh, PUBG you'd have Doctor Disrespect, etc., etc. In speedrunning, it was Cosmo Wright who was the biggest Legend of Zelda speedrunner. He had the world record for many years, so many personal bests. Um, he went under transgender change. I don't know what the actual terminology is, so I'm not trying to offend anyone by getting it wrong. I actually can't think. Transitioned? Of- That's it. Thank yeah. you. Mm um and it was doing something for transgender folk originally like it looked like all the right like everything was still the same old cosmo still doing speed running community had a bit of a backlash and some of it were accepting because speed running was getting huge at this point and then just went absolutely kind of insane and was putting out yeah, really yeah. weird rant videos really weird just not dancing videos yeah. just everything just because someone's done something hard and um and
1: good for a community doesn't mean they can't go completely fucking nuts well I, I'm surprised <laughs> think... speedrunning hasn't done that to
0: more people <laughs> like,
2: like so. obviously I can't fucking like or none of us in this room can like fully chime in on mm. that because yeah. we're probably never going to go through that right but I think also like a lot of it is like the mental side of like losing that following which was fucking huge yeah. like this was, was the fucking trip. person mm-hmm. if you say yeah um ocarina of time speed running cosmo it was cosmo, cosmo, and cosmo. And
0: just like nintendo uh mario 64 was seglamic. yeah Everyone knew these yeah. Two names. yeah
2: so um i think that obviously played into it but then i also watched a video that mentioned like going through that transition from the jump you should have expected you are going to lose x amount of your audience but then it, also if you keep doing just quality content regardless it'll of it'll come back. Yeah. Like you're just gonna get the new people that or the old people that are accepting of it and then new people coming in. Oh, yo, you're fucking mean at speedrunning yeah, like this game, right? It's it's I can't remember the video. It's from um He does he does a lot of good shit. He actually called out um Billy Mitchell's record for Donkey Kong. Oh
0: that guy. What, what I, I can't think of his name, but, but I remember does, watching that. And he's
2: done um he did the dragster guy as well. But like they're good. Like, he's... he's, He, like, brings it up with facts and interviews. Yeah, like, the fucking good videos. He's just, like, grabbing what kind of is, like, taboo a little bit. Or, like... I love And just ripping it apart. Like, yeah, he's real good at what he does. He's... And then he went silent because apparently Billy Mitchell came
0: after him. Yeah. And Billy Mitchell got... Found out to be a cheater and got taken out of everything anyway. So it was thanks to that guy. Like, Cosmo was averaging, like, 5,000 viewers a stream.
2: And this was back
0: probably like four or five yeah this was a so? big time like that time you know, basically you were either it? the top of the charts were either a speedrunner or a lol uh, a low pro or a variety streamer was basically the top three like there was no one trick ponies besides speedrunners back then yeah. basically and cosmo was averaging like five thousand. siglimic would have averaged about seven thousand. and then after that like both of them probably only barely scratch a thousand these days like cosmo mm. wouldn't even probably scratch 500 anymore
2: i don't even know if he's does he stream still
0: she oh, oh we should be saying she oh, <laughs> oh god yeah. Bad, yeah. Bad, well, uh yes just not as often or i don't see it as often because it's so far down my list now compared to when it used to be yeah. at the very top and that's how i actually started watching zelda stuff and got okay maybe i should give this another try and then no i still fought ocarina time of shit but no. <laughs> okay. We're pretty,
1: um so yeah let's uh let's let's do everyone's favorite part
0: so I don't have any this week so You this don't have be, any. This can be a quick segment You've, you've. I feel like Will should have a lot Because he's been in like different areas
2: Oh does it have to be like work related
0: It doesn't have to be It could I be mean, just stuff oh. that annoys you like, it, 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 like, it, I, I prefer people
1: to keep it in their warehouse okay. Because you, that's the things you're passionate about Yeah um,
0: What annoys me is Dave from the fighting game community uh, Not versing me 1v1 at
2: like pet um I guess it's probably
0: So you're not like, as petty as us, clearly.
2: At the moment, esports is like a huge fucking buzzword. Yeah, like, oh yeah. And, it definitely like obviously at like a corporate level, right? Probably the biggest thing that pisses me off is just and it applies to anything, it applies to fucking graphic design, film, whatever. Coming into something and just not respecting the craft mm-hmm. and not knowing the history. Yeah. Like I, I personally can't and I said it today when I rocked up to Nationals 2017, that was like the first big event uh, that I filmed for them, is that, like, kind of, like, who am I shooting? Like, what are the, like, you know, the storylines? Who are the players to shoot? Because I didn't know that, and I'm not going to come in and, like, kind of fabricate something just for the sake of fucking doing it. That's kind of a bad example, but, like, I just can't come into something and not know the history. Like, you have to respect... Who was before you? They laid the foundations to essentially, I don't want to say make it easier, um, to do what you do. And it's probably the better example was something to do with film, right? Is, um, I, when they were shooting on like 16 mil, like I I got, I, if you gave me that to me now, I'd be like, uh, uh I'll show sure on 16 what, mil. It's fucking cool. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, it looks fucking amazing, right? But, um, you know they've put in the hard yards to like further the craft like i don't know let's for example let's say they invented like i guess you could say the gimbal right or like a steady cam yeah right so like if we buy that now it's like crazy cool looking and yeah, it's like cool. fluid as shit thing, yeah. like i think way back then like you like how it huge was, we were it though. was ripped like, to you massive
1: you could do your back end pretty badly. Most yeah. of the guys that operate those things are stocky guys, so they have low yeah. center of gravity. Um, so, I couldn't do it. <laughs> it would break yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, like, pretty yeah, pretty much just like people. My pet peeve is people coming into something just not knowing, kind of where they are, why they're there, not respecting the craft.
0: Do you have coming. you guys seen that video about? Um, I think it's two guys at a fresher uni talking to Heo Miyazaki about animation and they they've made this like cgi like weird creepy thing and they're showing hey hey, hey oh miyazaki going oh like this is what we envision for the future blah, blah blah and then miyazaki's just like i have so many friends that have medical problems with their wrists through years and years of hand drawing all these animations that you're now basically saying screw the history before that let's do it all by computer now like do you know how this offensive it is to me and then the guys start crying like, Oh so sorry, we did not mean to like offend you. I
2: I wouldn't even know what to say. To... Well <laughs> I'd just be like, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a that, that's an outlying situation where there is new technology that can do things in a different way. They're gonna be considered different art forms, basically. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's like going saying, um
0: That's basically what Miyazaki is saying. He's like, This isn't my art this yeah, is yeah. what you guys yeah. have created yeah so don't try to pass it off as my yeah you know, work because that it's not yeah. what i envision
2: yeah that's probably the better example fuck i just realized i was harping on <laughs> not really getting it across but yeah it's pretty much kind of what i was saying right
1: yeah it's just, just people coming and thinking it's thinking they're doing they're they're, they're um doing the same thing and that and that you're uh, that you're equals or something, when yeah. really, you're just, you, you've taken what they've done, you're doing it, using completely different tools, completely different mindset.
0: So a good yeah. pet peeve too, because it can apply to any fucking walk of life. Oh yeah. As yeah. well. Because yeah, that's sure. happened in wrestling, you know, the Hollywood guy comes in thinking, oh, because I've written stories for Hollywood, I can write stories for wrestling, and then five months later, he's out the door, because he showed no respect to the wrestlers. Yeah. Like what? Yeah, Like, you don't do that.
2: I, d- I just feel, i yeah like i said personally i just feel like a piece of shit mm. but there are, there are people that can come and do that and think it's fine like i'm just like well you're not going to be around yeah that long yeah just keep doing that right uh
1: i i only had really really petty pet peeves
0: just do a quick one then
1: just a quick one, oh, like okay Save stuff
0: for the road trip
1: twitter users who want to get extra content so they start using curious cat <laughs> Fuck me! It's like the worst structured piece of crap ever. Anyone that doesn't use it doesn't give a shit about it. So whenever, so you ask these questions, and they don't even format properly on Twitter. So oh, your, read, your, your, your audience has no idea what the fuck you're answering. Piece of shit
0: shout shoutouts to Julian from the fighting game community and uh, shout outs uh, to me for that one day yeah. that I was bored. I'm like, I'll give this a go. <laughs> it's terrible. It is. I haven't used it <laughs> since. It's a piece of shit. It's basically a shitty version of Ask Me. Yeah. Oh, At least yeah. Ask Me keeps it on the bloody page and doesn't post it to your wall with, like, broken up... Yeah, broken up shit. You can't tell what the
1: question was. You have to click through to figure it out. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Just don't use it, guys. If you want it to do an Ask Me Anything or something, do it on stream and then do post it, clips. Or do it on a uh, Ask if anyone make a Reddit AMA on your Yeah, do page. something else. Don't use that piece of garbage.
0: You, you feel better now? You want to move it uh,
1: now? Yeah, yeah, got that off my chest. <laughs> uh oh, ooh, 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 ooh,
0: ooh. Stick to a schedule set. I want that! Stick to a schedule, Ryan. I posted a gym selfie. <laughs> I took a photo with Jim from American Pie. You, you guys not specify a literal gym. You said take a gym selfie and I took a selfie with Jim and then i got ragged on for not going to an actual gym taking a photo. Of.
1: To be fair, a gym selfie is a specific kind of thing.
0: Yeah, a selfie with Jim. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I I I i give it a D
0: minus. I literally <laughs> go home. I'm like, shit! I haven't done the gym stuff, and he's gonna rag on me tomorrow about it. Fuck! Do I have any movies in this massive <laughs> 200 movie collection? So, Is there any gyms? And I'm like, oh, American Pie. Yes. Did you not have any Jim Carrey stuff? I'm not a fan of Jim Carrey.
1: I'm you're a you're a bad person. Not,
0: no, I respect <laughs> him and what he did for no. comedy, but as a Actor I see him as a guy that can only play one character. Oh hell no. No, but I know he can play other characters, like the number twenty-three for example. Fucking man on the moon. But he's like Will Farrell to me. Like I always see him as Ace Ventura in every freaking film he's in. Ah. Every character always has that Ace Ventura vibe to me. And it's not a mock on him. It's more like it's been burned into my... Yeah. Oh, right righty, Dan. That's so, true And then it's on the mask. A mask and Ace Ventura are practically the same character except one <laughs> fucks with animals. Not fucks animals. Fucks with animals. And the other acts like an animal, I guess. would I don't know. I guess they both kind of act like animals. And then Will Ferrell's either the sleazy guy or the dumbass in all of his films. Like, there's no other I character. I love
1: how it worked out Ryan gets Oh. Out.
0: No, because now you're making me think about how ridiculed <laughs> I was for a gym well, did selfie a gi- I which did a I thought was selfie. comedy gold and you just shat on me
1: well basically. I did a gym selfie and it was my beard it wasn't your weight. homework though yeah because I didn't get given homework so I still beat you at your homework
0: well no because mine was funny so was mine no yours was yours was a beard with your face with a fucking weight on your throat yeah that's funny it would have been funny <laughs> if you died <laughs> I mean,
1: just kidding it hurt really badly just to say <laughs> Are uh, we as going to give us homework? That's yeah, do, do you have any time. homework for us?
0: Uh, I'll just have you know, I just started learn, learning premiere, so don't expect me to make a full on feature film <laughs> in a
2: week. Um, <laughs> we who's, who's the next guest?
1: Uh, the next guest is Mortalica.
2: Okay. Um, I it? guess talk about your top three favorite films. Okay.
0: That's
1: oh, easy. I, and Norton will be into that as well. So Yeah. yeah. If you said yeah, top
0: five, I might have been screwed, but I can do top three.
1: I, I, I find it very hard to narrow that stuff down, uh, but I'll do my best. Sweet. I'll find a way of narrowing it down.
0: Wait, just quickly, because we're sticking to a schedule. Do you know my top three? I'm sure I would have mentioned to, I, to you.
1: I might. Yeah, well, Donnie Darko's in there, isn't it? Yep. Oh, fucking wank. All same.
0: three of mine are great cinemato- different versions of cinematography. Like two, of, like two of them. I won't say the third. Donnie Darko. American is History X. American History X is one, <laughs> and then Donnie Darko is the other. Of course, you like that. You're racist. Well, American. No. Oh, boy, I hate you. <laughs> now that I think about it, American History X and Memento are pretty similar in the way that they Memento. Are you no. gonna rag on Memento, Sam? I'll I
1: don't. I don't <laughs> mind Memento, but I think once you know the gimmick,
0: that's not one of my top three. T- okay, so
1: okay, Once you know the gimmick, it's, it, it doesn't really hold up to repeat viewings. Kind of like the But
0: they're remaking it. What? They're remaking Memento. How freaking ridiculous is that? They're gonna remake it so bad it's just in proper order.
1: All
0: right. Well, thanks a lot. Will. Well, we'll. Uh, right. not- <laughs> What where can people catch Will? Oh, where can people catch Will? Okay. Well,
2: we've talked about that. Where can people catch you? Uh on Twitter? Pretty much Twitter, right? Like I just funnel all my content through Twitter.
0: At Slow. Oh, Will. at Slow. Will. Yeah, Will,
2: S- okay. Will.
1: Well we put that in the description. Yeah, in case people forgot. Have you ever I'm have all you all ever, ever looked at the, the <laughs> description,
0: Ryan? Yeah, because last time you said Gabby One Hull Zero. <laughs> At least we got a good outro. Bye!